opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Communications, staff, management, or advertisers. Activist Radio is on the air. You've tuned into the Mark Harrington Show. Sponsored by Created Equal. Time is running out for our nation. I beg of you, you need to stand against the evil that's plaguing our nation. If you don't like abortion, don't have one. The only thing that can be said to be objective truth is that there is no objective truth. Like, you kill a baby fetus, the same thing as killing any old inanimate object. I would argue that we certainly are not all created equal. Mark is training a new generation of leaders. You, you, you young people, it's your movement now. It's not your parents anymore. The blood that is shed cries out to God from the ground for justice. And now, here's Mark. Well, hello, folks. The Bible says in 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, that the sons of Issachar, Men who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. You're listening to your radio activists here on the Mark Harrington Show. And folks, you can find out more about our program and follow us by going to markharrington.org. We're also uh, posted on our social media sites at Facebook and Twitter, uh, Periscope and all the rest. Also, you can find us, uh, our podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Periscope, Podbean, Google Podcasts. I mean, all the podcasts, we've got those. And I'm also uh, transmitted over terrestrial radio in Columbus, Ohio, WRFD, WTOH in Columbus, that's 98.9 FM, and Cincinnati, Ohio, at WCY, or WCVX, that's 1160 AM. So that's how you can pick us up and uh, listen to us or watch the program as you wish. So we're going to be talking about today the Great Reset, the Great Reset. Now, I'm not talking about the, what you've been hearing in the news from people like John Kerry, the Great Global Reset as it relates to the coronavirus. No, we're not going to talk about that, although we could. I mean, that's a problem in and of itself. But we're going to be talking about the Great Reset and how we, as pro-life activists, patriots can win in the Biden era, which has unfortunately been ushered in here with the inauguration of Joe Biden. And in order to do that, I'm going to be talking to my good friend, Troy Newman. And in the first part of the program, that's what we're going to be dealing with. The second part, I'm going to be talking about the first hundred days of the Biden administration, what that means for us. You know, we want to we want to kind of lay it out for everybody and, and, and you know, what would what should we be doing uh, as it relates to uh, this whole new era that we're now um, um, confronted with? So that's what we're going to be doing here on the program. So stick around. I think you're going to appreciate some of the insights that uh, we have for you as we now uh, move into a whole different era. The Trump era is over for now. I mean, it, it just is. Uh, but before we do that, I want to take a moment and uh, pay tribute to someone who passed this week, my good friend and a fellow pro-life activist, the godfather of the pro-life movement, Joe Scheidler of the Pro-Life Action League, passed this week. 
And, uh, you know, I took it pretty hard. I've known Joe for decades. Uh, he was a mentor to me and many others. Uh, he was the one who, who began the use of uh, abortion victim photography in the public square, among other things. Uh, Joe was fighting abortions before Roe v. Wade was handed down by the US, U.S. Supreme Court. So, uh, you know, it, it was a tough one to take. Uh, Joe was 92 years old, and I saw him last summer in Milwaukee at the Democrat National Convention. Joe was out there holding a sign with us with Created Equal. Our team got to meet him. And unfortunately, Joe passed this last week. So we want to pass on our condolences to the family, to Ann and, and Eric and all the rest of them and the Pro-Live Action League family for the passing of Joe Scheidler. Uh, it's an end of an era, folks. I mean, the, the, the changing of the guard in the pro-life movement is happening right before our eyes when we see guys like Joe Scheidler uh, passing on to glory. So we want to we wanna make sure that people are aware of that and be praying for the family, uh, the Scheidler family. So let's jump right into this, the Great Reset. My good friend uh, Troy Newman is with me. Troy, thanks for being on the program today. Hey, buddy, it's great to be here. Thank you very much. Yeah, so listen, let's let's do this. I, I wanna I wanna kind of go back and look at 2020. Uh, basically, look at the last four years, but I want to condense it into the last year because a lot of things happened that led up to the election and all of that good stuff. Uh, I want to tell my little story here about Donald Trump and how I moved, you know, from being a never Trumper. I mean, I, originally I was a never Trumper. Like many of us, we're like, who is this guy? I can't support him because of these whatever. And then I voted for I voted for Ted Cruz in the primary. Yep, and then when so Trump won, won, won the no nomination, it was a binary decision between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Obviously, I chose Donald Trump. And it, he didn't just grow on me. I mean, this guy, because of the assault that was levied against him for the last five years and his ability to stand. Uh, you know, you, you had to, uh, you know, as far as a, a, someone you look to, people that have scars on their backs that are willing to, you know, uh, stand against the storm. I, I tell you, I took a lot of courage from him. I woke up each morning thinking, you know, if Donald Trump can fight back, I'll fight back. Uh, and so I, it, you know, I became a big time Trump supporter. Uh, doesn't mean I agreed with everything, but you know what? I don't even qualify my support for the guy anymore. Right. I was a hundred percent in. And then what we saw happen in the, just the last several months with the election being stolen and COVID and all that stuff, you know, it, it really was sad to see him get on Air Force One and head to Florida because I tell you what, we're going to miss him big time. But I'm thankful. I'm thankful that we had Donald Trump for four years and he came and did what he said he was going to do. And that was confront the swamp. And I know you were a big supporter of Trump. And I, I just want to take a minute and kind of get your reflections as you look back at the Trump presidency. So, Mark, I was in the same boat as you. I was a full-blown Ted Cruz supporter. As I was on the team, uh, a Cruz for yeah. Life steering committee. And when Trump got into the race and, you know, we, who is this guy? Does he really want to be president or do you just want to see himself on camera? Uh, right. But I went to the I went to the big rally in New York, the Evangelicals for Trump, and he sold me. And then I watched him, and he began to fulfill each promise one after another. And if you just look at the three 
pro-life Supreme Court justices, the latest Amy Comey Barrett, the only one that we've ever seen say, yes, I'm pro-life and I'm going to legislate or I'm going to rule that way. It's been mm-hmm. phenomenal. The 300, 300 appellate court judges, amazing. Uh, my personal congressman, Ron Estes, uh, went and presented to Donald Trump as president this idea that we could take away uh, about $60 million from Planned Parenthood just in a stroke of a pen, a, a Title X rule. He did it. No one has ever right. done that before. Nobody in a 100 years has ever taken money away from Planned Parenthood. Bush, Reagan, they all gave him money and they thought it was the right thing to do. They, they're strong-armed into it. Only Trump stood up to Planned Parenthood and he stood up to the globalists, the World Health Organization. He stood up to China the biggest baby killing country in the world, uh, the biggest oppressor of freedoms. He stood up to everybody. It's like this guy was like standing in the middle of a circular firing squad. He was firing back at everybody. And so I'm with you. I'm a completely unqualified uh, uh, Trump supporter, 100%, because all of my enemies hate this guy. All of my enemies, from the MSNBC, Harris, who's prosecuting us, everybody hates this guy. So I said, I'm standing. And we gave him actually the man of the year award. Operation Rescue gives out a Malachi award every year. And we said, this is our man. Trump has really been a soldier. And I'll add in this, you probably have a bunch more questions, but uh, what he did in standing so courageously against all of these enemies of life uh, has given a lot more people within the Republican Party and others, a backbone to say we can stand up. Remember, Bush, too, hid out in his bunker in Texas uh, and and just didn't say anything to any of his detractors. Uh, If you said something against Donald Trump and he knew he was right, he came out swinging with both fists. And that's what I love about him. And that's that's the legacy that we need to carry forward in the next four years. No doubt. So we're talking to Troy Newman today. We're talking about the Trump era 2020 and what we do now, because that's really the big question. Uh, We all saw what happened at the end of the year here with the election. Uh, You know, I still believe that uh, it was taken from him. Uh, 75 million Americans voted for him. But, you know, that's behind us. We've got to move on. Uh, you know, I, I was I was thankful that Donald Trump this morning said he'll be back in some form. I was right. like, OK, you know, but I don't want to rest my uh, my hopes on, you know, Donald Trump coming back and running in 2024. I mean, he may. And if he does, I'll be behind him. But right. uh, we know he's not done. I mean, he's a fighter. He won't give up. He'll be fighting for the American people all along. But. I think we need to talk about this great reset. I've been, uh, you know, after the election, I kind of went dark for a while. I just said, listen, it's time for us to take a few minutes, uh, more, maybe more, and evaluate where we are. I mean, without doing that, I mean, if we just keep doing the same old thing and the next day we're just out, you know, doing all the same things, don't take a minute or so to reflect upon what just happened. And here's the thing, Troy, and you can say whether they stole it, whether he lost it legitimately, it's a defeat. It's a defeat, no matter how you look at it. And I think sometimes we just put our our rose colored glasses on and say, well, no, we, we you know, we, we write it off as whatever. But no, the truth of the matter is it's a defeat, no matter how you stack it up. Not having Trump in the in the Oval Office in the White House is a defeat for us and a defeat for the pro-life movement. And right. we got to own it. We got to own it, man. I mean, we got to own it and say, okay, it's not good. But 
We can't sit there and wallow in our despair. We got to pick up ourselves and move on. So uh, as we look ahead, okay, uh, when it comes to us, the pro-life movement, uh, you know, abolishing abortion altogether, ending it, uh, how do you see it? I, I see it as, you know, you know, I don't think we change a whole lot of what we do, but it does matter who's in the White House. We got to right. we got to think about that. We don't have a friend now. We got a, a, a big time enemy. But as far as our work goes, uh, honestly, it doesn't change a whole lot, but it does change some things. And I, I right. want to get your take. You've been at it for 20 some years like myself. You guys at Operation Rescue keep stacking up the victories. And we're going to talk about that, about Missouri becoming abortion free. But I want to get it from you uh, as someone who's been in it for 20 some years. You've been through the battles. You've seen uh, presidents come and go. We, we were together with the Bill Clinton administration, the Obama right. administration. And now we got Biden. So right. how do you see things? Well, I hate to bring a calculator to your uh, to your math, but we've been at almost 30, buddy. Almost oh. 30. <laughs> oh, boy. So okay. listen, we've been oh, through. Oh, you're looking good. But 30 years is still looking good, brother. You're oh, still thanks, looking... man. I got a few gray hairs. You know, I was the young guy back in, you know, back in the early 90s. I was the, I was the That's kid. That's right. Uh, but now, you know, with the passing of Joe, you know, we're a little bit more experienced and maybe we have a little bit of sage advice to get. Seasoned. Seasoned. Yeah. But here's the, here's the deal. This is not a Clinton administration. This isn't an Obama no. administration. No, this is not. akin to a Mao Zedong administration. So it's <laughs> important to have to have, uh, you know, uh, Trump in the White House. But all the people that surround him like a fighter, mm -hmm. like my old congressman, Mike Pompeo and people in the administration and in a Congress that's going to fight. So we've lost right. all of that. So we have to yeah. be circumspect in the idea that this is a not just a major defeat politically, it's a major defeat morally. And these people, if you look at the history of what communists do, if you look at the killing fields, you look at the Nazis after the, they burn the Reichstag, and I look at January 6th as something very similar to the burning of the Reichstag. Wonder, yep or Mao Zedong with his great leap forward. I think he killed 40 million of his own people. We have to understand that we are just one generation away. We can still talk to people. In fact, I'm gonna attend a funeral on Sunday of a woman who was there in Nazi Germany, was one of Hitler's kids. And, uh, and she passed away peacefully here a couple of weeks ago. So we're, we can touch the generation that saw millions upon millions upon millions of people murdered in the street. And, and I'm saying that to, to get our heads right, to understand that the very same thing can happen today. So the first thing that they're going to do to us, uh, if you just look at history, is they're going to isolate us like they've isolated Trump. Trump's bad. Anybody who supports Trump is bad. There's been calls to send all 75 million of us, of us to re-education camps and our children to re-education camps. So the right. first thing they're going to do is vilify us isolate us and then try to starve us out take away our donations our ability to fundraise and and money is the wheels of activism and then right. if they get that well, right let me, they'll, let me they'll stop you there because and then they'll, hang hold on, on. the next step is to prosecute us go ahead right well i mean we're seeing the purge right i mean right. we're seeing it on social media with the big tech companies uh you know i've been saying this is coming for years all it took for us right. uh for Trump to lose the election, and they knew there was no no barriers, nothing stopping them. So they're all right. they're they're all in. They're full on board with this, and so we're seeing the purge. And as you say, the isolation. We've got to survive the purge. Right. That's my first goal. Uh, so I, I do want to throw that in there because you know it's it's unbelievable what's going on. 
I didn't expect it this fast, this this intense, but it, it's coming, and uh, we're all, all we're all taking measures to survive it. Right, and and so knowing all that, what we need is a principled resistance, a mm-hmm. principled resistance. Remember, King George the Third looked across the pond, saw George Washington, saw. Uh, all of the pastors that had gathered and said no more, wrote the Declaration of Independence, penned the Constitution. He called it the Parsons Rebellion. In other, in other words, it was the pastors' rebellion. What I want to see is a principled resistance to this tyranny, to this communism, in such a way that the left will look at us and say, it's those Christians that are doing this. It's the Christians that are rebelling. I don't want guys with, you know, buffalo horns storming capitals and throwing fire extinguishers and so forth. That is right. not a principled resist. That's just that's just anarchy. We can't read right. up on your on your uh, on your revolutions, okay? We do not want a French revolution of libertines just indiscriminately killing everybody. And at the end they kill the uh, the originators or the architects of the French Revolution. What we need is a principled resistance. Now, what is that going to look like? We're going to have to work through this, but we're going to do a lot of the same things we did under Clinton, under Obama. We go to the streets. All politics is local, right? All politics is right. local. They all have to get elected locally. Your dog catcher has to come knock on your door and ask to become dog catcher. So activism starts locally. If you have an abortion mill in your city, you're personally responsible to resist these people. And they don't mm-hmm. operate in a vacuum. They've got trash haulers. They've got people that cut their lawns. They've got accountants. They've got employees. And if you read my book, Abortion Free, that's what we did. We did the same sort of tactics on uh, particular abortion mills and have been very successful in shutting many of them down. And a lot of your listeners know because we've talked, but 70% of the nation's abortion mills have closed since you and I got involved in the early 90s. 70%. Yeah, let's talk about that, Troy. We've got we've got this event, and I want to jump to it before we get yeah. too far along here. Uh, in, 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 in the midst of all of what's going on in Washington with uh, the, the election and all of this stuff, what was lost in the news, I think, uh, at least partially, was the idea that we have the first abortion-free state in the union, uh, Missouri. And, you know, I've heard this before. People say, oh, it's abortion-free over here or here. And then I find out, well, it's not really. So (laughs) I asked you, I said, are we really, do we really have the first abortion-free state in Missouri? And it sounds like we do. So tell us a little bit about that, because you're talking about activism being local at the state and local level. You guys have been successful over the last several decades closing abortion centers. Uh, there is some, uh, obviously, this is very good news. And you and I will be standing there in, in St. Louis on uh, this Friday, uh, basically making the point, marking this moment in, in history that we do have the first abortion free state. This is a Goliath. This isn't just a freestanding abortion mill like we've closed so many of those. But this was a major, major Planned Parenthood abortion facility located in St. Louis. Now, they tried to reopen in Columbia and they tried to reopen in Kansas City, Missouri. And we because we helped shape shaped some of the legislation with strong lawmakers in Missouri. And because we pounded the FOIA request, the Freedom of Information Act request on this Planned Parenthood, we documented almost 100 ambulance runs over the past seven or eight years. 100 ambulances came to this Planned Parenthood to haul women off from botched abortions. So they created legislation that was real tough and made it 
basically impossible for this abortion mill to continue. And they were forced to build another clinic, an abortion mill, across the river over in Illinois. But we okay. literally have the first abortion-free state. And it shows you, it doesn't matter who the president is, because we've been working on this way before Trump was in office. Right. Uh, it, 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 all activism is local. So we kept pounding. We kept working. We did the things that worked and tossed out the things that don't work. You know, well, and people, these things work regardless of who's in the White House. Right. I, it does matter who's in the White House. Let, let yes. me make that clear. But these things are going on irrespective of what happens in the White House. And I think more than ever, we need to be looking to the states, the state legislatures and locally for the yeah. answer, because we're not the, the answer is not in Washington, D.C. As right. much as we look to trying to change the U.S. Supreme Court, which is important. And Trump did a great job of getting three justices on the court. Uh, we're not going to solve this problem in Washington, D.C. It's going to have to happen at the state legislature, uh, at state level. And we've been able to do that in Missouri. And there are other states that are kind of on the um, on the, the edge of actually yeah. this happening. So when we talk about the reset to me, it's like, well, we've been doing this all along, and that is the state and local level. Uh, so we're going to be at uh, Troy and I are going to be at this uh, at this rally. And if you would, Mr. Producer, pop that up. This is going to be in St. Louis uh, this Saturday at twelve noon. That's, that's Central Time, twelve noon this Saturday in front of the old courthouse, historic courthouse that uh, was where the the Dred Scott. Uh, decision or the arguments were made for Dred Scott. We all know that when that historic Supreme Court decision, uh, it, it Dred Scott. So it, it's a historic location where this is taking place. There's current historic news of Missouri becoming the the uh, abortion free, and uh, Troy and I and others from across the country will be coming in to mark this as a, a turning point in the battle on abortion because it's the first abortion-free state. So we're looking forward to this. Again, this is noon on Saturday, uh, January 22nd. I'm sorry, Friday. I'm wrong. Tw January 22nd. Friday, January 22nd, which is actually the Roe v. Wade anniversary. And we're going there because there's nothing happening in Washington, D.C., <laughs> unfortunately. Right. And try, I want to get your take. And I don't. again, I don't want to take time to a whole lot of time to talk about the movement and where they're going off the edge. But uh, I was, I, I, we've been going to the March for Life for 20 years to yeah. witness for the babies, to represent them with the Jumbotron. We play video of abortion uh, victims during the march to educate them. But, you know, I was feeling that they're going to probably cancel this. They did. They're going virtual. Uh, listen, we can't be, a we are not a virtual movement. Uh, the babies aren't virtual. Their deaths right. aren't virtual. Uh, maybe for a time we got to go virtual, but believe it, or, we got to get on the streets. There's no replacement for in-person activism. And if we resort to virtual, I mean, we might as well forget it and, and just pack it up and, and give it up because it was very disappointing to see this happen. And you're seeing it across our movement. Uh, that's why I'm glad to see that this is an in-person rally in in St. Louis, that you know, we're not going to do this virtually because there is no such thing, right. in my mind, of virtual activism. Right. I, I couldn't agree more. And the beautiful thing about St. Louis is it is that principled resistance that I'm talking about. Nobody got shot. No abortion clinic was bombed. There weren't threats of violence. It was just Which a we're slow, against, just to be absolute, clear. Oh, 
No, look, every Believe person, me. every person that joined an Operation Rescue rally always signed a pledge of nonviolence. In fact, Operation Rescue, and you were part of it, Mark, was the largest civil disobedience movement in our nation's history. Not one mm-hmm. single arrest for violence, not one single one. But we in, in St. Louis, we hammered against the the laws, the legislature. We hammered the, we changed the governor, we changed the board of healing arts, and we just put them out of business through strong, effective laws. And that's what we need to be thinking about. What is effective? What is making sense? What is working? Those are the things we need to continue to focus on. Throw gravel into the gearbox, if you will, and slow this puppy down. Because I'll tell you what, the left is very upset that there's this few. Uh, last year, they lost 45 different abortion mills, they, a net loss of four. We're at, the, we're at the lowest level of abortion mills since 1973. They want to see them on every street corner like back in 1991. And Christians, principled Christians, are not going to allow that to happen. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up here. My guest has been Troy Newman of Operation Rescue. We've been talking about the Great Reset and the uh, how to win in the Biden era. And folks, if you want to join us, come to St. Louis, 12 o'clock, the 22nd of January. Uh, we'll be out in the streets celebrating the uh, ending of the uh, or the, the, the celebrating the first abortion free state. We want them all to be abortion free and we need it to be in legislation as well. We need to abolish abortion legislatively uh, as well. So uh, thanks for being on the program, Troy. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember, America, to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to become a witness against the evil Evil. plague in America, call Created Equal at 614-269-7808. That's 614-269-7808. Or go online to createdequal.net. Createdequal.net. Be sure to tune to The Mark Harrington Show next time for your marching orders in the culture war.